Dope Discussions Podcast. Dope discussions, gay to Erica, woke discussions. Mob ties, how they rock and think they both was cousins. Gifting you with their words so you might know you something. Just go and look for them live, they do it every Sunday. Every Sunday. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. Get to beat it, baby. Make state to state, baby, coast to coast. Like the vibe, baby, spark the jokes. And we gon' bring you that dope. Come talk with Erica, man, talk with G. And all you gotta do is talk with me. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. I think that's copyrighted. Uh, we can't say hey, hey, hey. <laughs> well, we can't. Hey, you know what, it's, though? I don't think it's copyrighted by Bill Cosby. Yeah, I don't think he's going to come after us, though. So, you know, we can use it as many times as we want to. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Dope Discussions. I am your host, Erica, and there is my what what word would you like to be described as gator uh let's see i would like to be known as uh the vice president of the <laughs> club uh alligator alligator wishes me to at your service to ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages yes <laughs> he's not only the president he's a member Right, exactly. <laughs> it's not just a job, it's an adventure, guys. <laughs> well, we are hope that y'all had a great week and that you are ready for another dope discussion. This discussion, I feel, is going to be very interesting, very informative, very insightful. Um, I really promoted it as much as possible because I really want as many people to see this. Um, matter of fact, I have, I should have had this up. If you are watching right now mm -hmm. and you think that this is information is valuable and pe more people need to hear this, please share this video to your timeline before we get started yes. because the, the goal of talking about this kind of stuff is that somebody who's going through it right now, mm -hmm. a light bulb will go off in their head and they will know that mm, this is something I need to think about in my own situation. Right, um, right. We don't claim to be counselors, therapists, psychologists or any kind of expert. We're just speaking from our own personal experience and hindsight is 2020. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Most of the time when you're actually in the situation, you have no idea what's mm -hmm. going on. 
once you get out of the situation, because me personally, when I was in a relationship with a narcissist, I had never even heard the word narcissist. Right. I didn't know what that was. I just knew I was losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and this person was driving me crazy and I was about to check myself into a mental hospital. Right, right. Yeah, a lot of times you don't realize it. You know, uh, and by the way, again, I will second what you just said. Make sure you guys share the broadcast out. You know, I think it's going to be great information for people. As you said earlier, we're not necessarily you know, experts with doctorates in the field or anything like that. But, you know, we can share our experiences with this type of personality. Also, if you just want to share it out because you'd like to look at our co-hosts, I see Erica just laid over there, you know, with her <laughs> Dope Discussions merch. I'm over here looking all handsome and debonair. If you just want to share it out to your followers because you like these some handsome and beautiful people to do that as well. Yes. If your favorite color is purple, <laughs> like mine, and you like the purple lipstick, you need the purple shirt. You need the dope right. discussions. When you see the purple lips, you know there's dope discussions going on. Right, right. Or if your favorite color is ox blood black, that's what this color is. It's <laughs> ox blood black. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what that is. It looks more like burgundy. But if your favorite color, or you just like the appearance of the host, make sure you, you, you know, buy this. <laughs> buy this hey. merchandise. Hey fam. Hey Angel. Angel shared the broadcast. Hello, Aretha. Hey, Missy. How you doing? Hey, hey, everybody. Missy was a winner of our free T-shirt last week, so your shirt is on the way. Right, right, right. So you're going to be doing, uh, she did a black, I think, right? Or mm -hmm. is she going with the classic white? Oh, she going with black? Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. You know. I think it, it, it just pops on that black. It does. It does. Although, look, that ox blood black, I have no problem with it. At first, I looked at it like, what color is this? But <laughs> not like, it not like a burgundy. It does, but you know what? It feels, when you walk in places, you feel regal. <laughs> what, color know, have, what color is that? What color is that, bro? Right. I get people ask me all the time, and I get more attention with this particular color for some reason mm. because it stands out. So, yeah. Mm. Consider ox blood black. I didn't. I didn't know ox blood was burgundy, but hey, let's go for it. Let's go for <laughs> it. All right. So the topic of our talk today is gonna be. Well, first we're gonna start off with what is a narcissist? Mm. See, we've heard this word being thrown around a lot lately. I've been doing a lot of reading, watching videos and a lot of research on what exactly a narcissist is. Right. And what I think is a lot of times, I think everybody has a tendency to have a narcissistic moment or two. Yeah. But a combination of all of these traits that we're going to list out to y'all all in one person that that's that you would consider them to be a narcissist. They're not having a narcissist moment. They're just a narcissist all the time. Right, right. And when we start breaking down these things and these 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 um the signs, basically, you'll understand that sometimes people have to kind of get in that 
self-defense mode, that self-protection mode. Sometimes you do have, you show some narcissistic tendencies just to kind of, you know, get through something or make yourself feel better. Now, if this is something that you deal with every day, every night, that's a completely different issue. Yeah. Yeah. Because many people have suffered through emotional abuse, verbal abuse, mental abuse in their relationship. Right. And they just thought this person was an abusive person. A lot of times that's a narcissist. Mm-hmm. And many of the ways that they use to manipulate you in relationships are narcissistic uh, tendencies and traits. Right. And, and, and they're very dangerous for people who are naturally empathic, you know, because and, you know, they're almost like two hey, different sides of a coin, you know. Hey, Zach. Yeah. Zach, what's going on, man? What's going on? Alandria in the building. Hey, Alandria. <laughs> My girl just made it over there to ATL um, a couple of days ago, so she's gone. She's over there. Oh, wow. Oh, shoddy at my side of the town now. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even talk like these people. (laughs) I tried. I tried. Yes. Don't kill me, Aretha. I tried. (laughs) I'm so excited for everybody that's tuning in. My cousin Richard's in the building. Hey, Richard. Richie Rich. That was one of my favorite cousins when we was growing up. Oh, okay. What's going on, Rich? How you doing? How's everything going? I got to get my radio voice. How's everything going? Yeah. (laughs) All right, y'all. So we're going to get it kicked off. So what we want to first start with is what is a narcissist? How to Mm -hmm. recognize a narcissist? So what I did since I've been reading up on a bunch of stuff, I went on, um, this is the Meridian Counseling website. And they have an article called Understanding and Healing from Narcissistic Abuse. And they outline what a narcissistic relationship looks like. They outline the traits of a narcissist. And they outline how, you know, once you break free from a narcissistic relationship, you know, how to heal. And right, so. Right. That's what I want to start with. I want to I want a lot of people to understand what a narcissist is, because when I was in a relationship with a narcissist and they target people who were just like me, um, low self-esteem, no self-identity, hungry for love, hungry for attention um, and easily easy to manipulate. Um, and, you know, easy to, you know, fall prey to emotional verbal abuse. And I was prime meat. (laughs) (laughs) I was primed and ready. So the first thing that a narcissist will do once they have zeroed in on you and they know you're easy prey, they will what they call love bomb you. They will they will be real flattering towards you. They will be so in love with you. You are the best thing that ever happened to them. Um, you know, you I want to marry you tomorrow. You know, I've been right. waiting on you all my life. Anytime somebody 
falls in love with you in a real short period of time and they know that's what you've been hungry for. That's all you've been waiting for. That's what you've been waiting to hear. Right. Be careful. Be cautious. Exactly. Now, not to confuse that with simps, because sometimes them simps, they kind of, you know, just fall a little quick. So not them. <laughs> we talk about specifically, you know, predatory narcissists here. Okay. Yes. So I'm going to out outline some of the uh, characteristics of 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 a narcissist okay so they're very good at presenting themselves to be more than what they are Mm. um you know pumping pumping up their image and making you think they're they're they have more money than what they really have or they have a better career than what they really have or you know they they drive nice cars and they wear nice clothes and you know they present this big old um grandiose image of you know somebody that you can admire and look up to and it makes you feel like wow that this person was looking at little old me and won't right. right these are the guys who say you know maybe i'm a sanitation engineer with a couple of llc's when in actuality they a garbage man and waste <laughs> management and you know they sell cigarettes at the store that's right the people we talk about <laughs> hey deb what's up queen what's going on deb <laughs> and um let's see what it says during the initial stages of a relationship, narcissists can come across as being extremely charismatic, flattering, and seductive. They can make you feel extremely special in their quest to win you over. Mm. However, narcissists are not able to love others in a normal way. For them, people and relationships serve a purpose to feed their ego and to validate their false sense of self. Mm. So they basically feeding off your energy to build themselves up mm-hmm. in that scenario. Ooh. You can kind of, I kind of equate a narcissist to like a parasite. Ooh. And they have to have a host. A parasite cannot live mm. and survive alone. It has to have a host to you know get sustenance from to suck the life force out of that host and once they drain that host dry on to another host Mm. so this is the guy who sits there and says the good morning beautiful text to like five different women in the mission for that energy that too most of the time our narcissists will focus in on one specific uh individual that's their okay. source that's their source right then but oh, once wow. once that source starts to dry up once that source don't really have nothing left to offer or once that source starts to wake up and realize hey i don't like the game you're playing with me no more mm. they start having them a plan b they have them another source right. waiting so whenever this host kicks me to the curb or whenever I'm through with them. I have 
another supply to go to. And that's what most people, when you hear like doctors talking about narcissists, they call it their supply. Mm. So people are really their, their source, their supply of where they get their self-worth and their energy from. They suck it from other people. So it's they're basically almost like energy vampires mm-hmm. in a way, you know, mm-hmm. much like a succubus. I mean, a Jada Pinkett. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of them. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, she's one of <laughs> she's one of the famous narcissists. Yes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Right about now, um, so here's some of the really um, popular methods of manipulation that they use on you. Gaslighting. That's one of their biggest things. It's called gaslighting. Yes. So what gaslighting is, a narcissist begins to spin information, manipulate facts, lie. They they omit information to make the victim doubt their own sanity and experience perception of things. The purpose of this is to make the victim doubt themselves and put the narcissist in a power position in the relationship. Wow. Okay. So this is one of those people who basically tells a story and can't remember the exact facts of that story, but mm. they were just basically putting it out there to try to manipulate whatever feeling you was having at the time. Basically. I have a prime example of that. Um, I think I might've told parts of this story before, but, when me and my ex-husband were together, we were we were living with his mom at the time. We hadn't gotten our own place. Yeah. And he came home one night. I don't know what we were, we were laying down or something, and I noticed passion marks on his neck. Ooh. I knew for a fact that I had not put them there. So when I confronted him about it, he came up with this story that, you know, we had, we had had sex a couple of nights ago and I put that on his neck and I was like, no, I did not. So I think I I tell you what, we argued back and forth about that for about 30 minutes. I knew I hadn't done it, but by the end of the argument, I had to think to myself, did I do it? Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're really good at that. They're really good at manipulating a story to make you start thinking you crazy. Like, wait mm-hmm. a minute. I know what happened, but was that really what happened? Mm-hmm. Am I, am I, am I losing it? Yeah. I've been there. I've been a victim of that before. And what they will do when you, when you call them out or confront them on something, they will turn it around on you and say, you, you making that up. Oh, that's not how that happened. Are you being paranoid? Are you always looking for stuff? Like, Mm. this this information dropped down in my lap. I didn't go looking for it. So you don't even trust me. You always believe what other people say. Don't believe me. (laughs) That's that's a classic example of gaslighting. Mm. It will always, no matter what you confront them about it's always going to end up being your fault and then you will back off and you will back down because you they will really convince you 
that is you. Right, right. So, so ladies, if y'all are keeping up at home, and fellas too, if y'all are keeping up at home, that's check one on your relationship evaluation chart right there. Hmm. <laughs> you know, when you, when Think you about see it. that, like, hmm, wait a minute. He did that to me last night. Hold mm -hmm. up. Yep. So, check. <laughs> yeah. If you've ever been in a situation where you know you've caught you've caught your partner red-handed red-handed doing something, or you caught them in a lie, or you or you confronted them about something that they did, and it ends up turning around being your fault. Mm. You might be in a relationship with a narcissist. Right. You went in thinking, I'm going to go ahead and kick his butt out. I'm tired. An hour later, you sitting there like, why am I cooking him dinner? What, whoa, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Or, Thank you, but yeah, note that. Check. Yeah. <laughs> um, another another thing that they do is called uh, they, they will punish you. Like, if I've have you ever been in a situation where you're mad at somebody, you confront them about something, and then they turn around and they get mad at you. Now you need now you trying to apologize for to them. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I'm mad at you for getting mad at me. Right, right. You know what? Unfortunately, I have been in that scenario. I, I have played that role. And, I, and and this is one where I think a lot of men actually end up because there are females who are narcissists too oh you know? yeah so, oh, so yeah this is one where i think males are the bigger victim because you know they 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 already have that that side of them that's like okay you know maybe they were doing something they had no business doing but then they get turned around on them i'm sorry baby i'm sorry <laughs> mm -hmm. so another thing another another um method of manipulation that narcissists use is called punishment. And it says there is nothing a narcissist love more than punishing their victims because it feeds their ego to feel like they have that type of power over another person. One of the ways that a narcissist may try to punish is by using the silent treatment. Mm. The, the narcissist will vanish, avoid, and ignore the victim for days, weeks, and even months without any explanation. Mm. And then we'll just poof, pop back up like, I've been here all the while. What's wrong with you? Right. What you right. mad about? <laughs> right. Hey, this is definitely one that a lot of men fall victim to with the female narcissist because that is one of the most powerful tools that you could do to a man. Oh, I just ain't gonna talk to you. I ain't mm -hmm. answering your phone calls. I ain't doing nothing. You know, we're going to act tough, but we're going we to cry in the car. <laughs> now, see, that I can really say that I think more so when a woman does that, it's something emotionally she's trying to get the man to notice that she is not able to articulate because a lot of women feel like he should just know what he what he did to upset me mm. and so instead of actually saying it they just give you the silent treatment right i don't i don't think that falls into the category of narcissism because the narcissist's sole purpose in the silent treatment is to punish you right. and 
to get a reaction out of you. That's true. Too late. Already checked. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not that you hurt my feelings and I'm trying to get you to understand how you hurt me. It's that I'm going to show you the power I have over you. That's what right. narcissists do it for. Right, right, right. So and, when, when a woman does it, it's not always narcissism. A lot of times it's something else going on. I'm still going to check it. <laughs> it's it's probably a cry for attention. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm still going to check it. <laughs> you still cool. check it, though. Still check it. <laughs> <Just in case. laughs> All right. And the next one is called hoovering. Hoovering. Hmm. Um, so I could take the gaslighting down. Hoovering is the term defines how a narcissist always keeps a string attached to the victim. The abusive mm-hmm. tactic involves the narcissist coming back into the victim's life and either love bombing them, um, hinting at a possible reconciliation within the near future. Mm-hmm. Um, but be warned, this is simply the abuser's way to get validation. And the next time they punish the victim after this honeymoon phase, the punishment the punishment will be even worse than before. Oh. Now, I remember this. Have you ever been in a situation where... Well, I'm going to say this for me personally. When I was married to my husband... He was never like a romantic type person. You know how yeah. you want your men to bring you flowers just because or plan a date to take you out just because he would only do that type of stuff after I had gotten fed up and was ready to leave him. Mm. So this, yeah. this, this is what hoovering is, is that I see now that she's fed up and she's about ready to walk out. So I'm going to do something to reel her back in. Right. So kind of keeping that little string on you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, cause she, cause he know that you like that. So that's like, Oh, we had a little argument or whatever. I'm going to send some flowers to the job to let her know I care. That so, type of thing. Huh. Okay. So it happened to me. We were out of, I forgot what it was. Well, I'm pretty sure it probably was some kind of cheating involved because that's that's what our main issue was anyway. And I was fed up and I was really ready to just walk away from the whole thing. And he knew it. You know, you know how sometimes they know that you're just you're just talking. You really ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. But he kind of knew this time I was serious. So he comes to the house with some flowers and a teddy bear. Mm. I didn't even want it. Because wow. it was like, so it took all of this and all of this trouble and all of this stuff for me to get totally fed up to get some funky flowers. <laughs> uh, this is another one that I feel like a, a guy will fall for because when we get those screens. Unfortunately, I think I have a couple people in my inbox that I need to check on this one. Um, yeah, we get those little strings, and I won't say some of the stuff that they hold over, but I'll say that you know we like, oh, okay, you know. Usually with men, I would think it's sex, <laughs> you know, like you know we we get put in the fridge for a while, 
you know, just, you know, long enough to be like, oh, well, I can bring you back in anytime I want to. And of course, we fall for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it, it's, 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 this is a serious thing because I really was to the point where I thought I had lost touch with reality. Like, Mm. everything that I think is happening, is it really happening? I mean, am I the one who's crazy? Am I seeing things? Am I paranoid? And do, am, do I want him to be cheating when he's really not cheating? Right. Just making you second guess yourself. Making you second guess oh. the things that you know you know. Mm-hmm. <coughs> mm-hmm. And that is... That's a very unstable, unsafe headspace to be in. Right. I mean, it's predatory behavior. Mm-hmm. It's predatory behavior for someone to to prey on someone's. And, and I don't even want to use weakness because I won't say it's a weakness, but to prey on somebody's sensibilities. If they know that you're sensitive to certain things, if they know that, you know, you're caring, if they know that it hurts you to see them upset and they just put those things back out and give you that energy to control you. Because at the end of the day, that's all it is. It's almost like a control mechanism and just keeping you in a little circle so that they can push you in any direction that they need to do to feed their own ego. Exactly. Signs of then this is a whole list. I mean, this is a whole list of signs that um, describe a narcissist and their narcissistic traits. They're self-centered. Everything's all about them. Mm -hmm. They have no empathy for other people's feelings. They can they can sit there and watch you crying your eyes out and it don't faze them one bit. No, it's still about well, But what about me, though? But what yeah, about it, me? Right. They'll make you cry your eyes out and then we like make you feel bad for making them feel Perfect. bad about it. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. They'll they'll figure out a way to turn it around on you like you you causing me stress with all this crying. Mm. <laughs> they mm. lack remorse. They're easily angered, especially when they're confronted about something that they've done. They get angry really easy. Right. They lie constantly and then they get mad when you catch them in their lie. My ex-husband used to, that we used to, <laughs> we used to we used to argue about catching him in a lie. It's like you mad because you lied and I know you lied and I caught you in a lie. Now you mad at me. <laughs> Yeah, but see, that's what happens because people like that construct lie on top of lie on top of lie because they're trying to manipulate uh, uh, the situation. They try to control mm-hmm. you, so they put those lies. They try to put together strings of lies, mm-hmm. and sometimes they 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 might lapse in something. And when you catch them, then it's just like if they turn all that vitriol, all that that negativity on you, and make it make you feel like you the one who's crazy. <laughs> for, for catching them in their own life. Exactly. They are they are constantly the victim. Everybody's right. doing things to them. They do nothing wrong. They hold on to resentment. 
Um, they need constant validation. They're very inauthentic. Like you can, they can make you think they love you to death and then <laughs> they don't care nothing about you. Dang, now I know how August felt. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now it makes sense. <laughs> every every interaction with a person, when they see people, they don't see human beings with feelings. Right. They see opportunity. Right. This is an opportunity for me to get something that I want from this person. They have a real high sense of entitlement. Mm. Like everybody owes them something. They yeah. avoid responsibility for their actions. Um, they have a lack of follow through. They will tell you they're going to do something and give you all of these promises and, and never follow through. And then when you confront them on, it's like, and I mean, it ain't that big of a deal. I mean, yeah, I said it, but shoot. I mean, if I do it, I do it. If I don't, I don't. Right, right. Those those people that, I mean, your word's supposed to be boss. So if you're telling somebody you're going to do something, then you're going to do it. But yeah, I've met people like that who will legit be like, well, I mean, it ain't that big a deal. It's not mm -hmm. a big But, you know, look, that's a, I put another chick. You know, I know a lot of <laughs> Well, I, I, I tell you what, I got some more examples, but before we, before we get into the second half, we have a small business oh. highlight. So we're going to do a business highlight tonight. Hey, I know her. <laughs> da, 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 da. It's me. So my name is Erica Warren. I am a transitional life coach for women. I help women. I'm very passionate about helping women transition out of relationships or marriages back into their single life um, because that is one of the most stressful, depressing times in a woman's life when you know a relationship has come to an end and now you have to readjust to life as a single woman, you know, as far as, you know, going from a two, two person household to, you know, you're partial. I mean, you're fully responsible for everything on your own. Mm -hmm. um, if you have kids, you're going to be the primary caregiver. Um, and I did it wrong. I did it wrong several times in my life. So I know all of the things to do it the wrong way. So I felt like it was my purpose in life to take all of those mistakes and all of those experiences and be able to help women transition in that period of their life in a more productive and proactive way. And so that is what my, my purpose is right now is to help women, you know, come out of that situation and be happily single you know, we we strive to be happily married, but how about being happily single? Right. Yes. Right. And and I'll, I'll just jump in right quick just to speak on something. I mean, I know that I know what you have on the bullet, the transitional life coach for women. But men can use this type of service, too. I mean, right. 
you know, I, I have a friend of mine who actually contacted Erica and was like, you know, hey, I'm going through some things. I just had a, a, a horrible breakup. I had things going on. And she really helped him out. Uh, I mean, this is something that, you know, can help not just women, but men as well. So, guys, don't don't be afraid to open yourself up and say, you know what, maybe I need this particular service to get myself back in alignment and ready to go. Yes. Yes, it always helps. I mean, we what we understand is you have a coach for everything else. You have a health coach, you know, right. because if, if you're weak in area of taking care of your health, you need someone who has been through the situation, who has gone through some training and who can be an unbiased, non-judgmental person in your life to coach you through that thing. So whatever it is that you found that you're good at that has worked for you why not share that experience you know and that information with someone else to help somebody else's life and their transition be more um productive and proactive because i tell you i tried everything i did you know after my marriage ended this is the customary things that we all do we right. we either become workaholics Mm -hmm. And we bury ourselves in our work to try to forget yep, or we comfort ourselves with food. You know, we start overeating, to, right? Comforting ourselves with food or we do what's called retail therapy. We go out and spend a bunch of money that we ain't got no business spending so we can feel minute. better. Wait a minute. I did everything that you just said when I got divorced. <laughs> I was a workaholic. And I spent all the money I got from overtime and retail therapy and in food. So I guess I did mm -hmm. all of that. Mm -hmm. Or we, we drink. I went through a period of my time. I went through a period where I had, I kept a bottle of um, it's called TGIF. They have these mixed drinks in a bottle. Yeah. I kept a bottle of that Long Island iced tea next to my nights on my nightstand. Every night I would drink a glass of that just so I could fall asleep. I know all about the TGIF Long Island iced tea. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then even even jumping into relationships or situationships before we're ready. You know, thinking that that's going to help us heal and forget about our relationships. We do that. Yeah. So basically what you said is when I got divorced, I probably needed a life coach because everything that you just said, I got all of the above. I did exactly everything you just mm -hmm. said. <laughs> and I did all of that stuff, too. And once all of that stuff was done and over with, I still had to sit with myself and realize I'm still hurting. I'm still right. not healed. And I have not made no progress right, in my right. healing process. I just numbed the pain for, for a little while. Right, right, definitely. Oh, yeah, Brother Bell, shout out to you, man. I see you out there. <laughs> I like Brother Bell merchandise, too, that that 100. Oh, we need to, yeah, we need to get some merch and start uh, yes. wearing Yeah, definitely. Right. So before we get into the second half of the show, we want to shout out our boy Raphael Tommy from the Can yes. You Blame Me podcast. Right, right, right. Love Raph, man. Yeah, I want to see this. This is nice. I Look want y'all to check this promo out, and then I want y'all to go follow my boy Raphael Tommy on the Can You Blame Me podcast. 
he has some awesome content and um you know if if you like it a little ratchet but you're gonna get some information out of it yep yep you want to check my boy out so here we go can you blame me podcast everybody got a podcast now your mama my mama your nose your neighbor dogs cats your roaches Everybody got a podcast, but you ain't heard one like this. I seen something on Facebook where they was like, uh, a lot of these side chicks and side dudes <laughs> yeah. figuring out who in a relationship now. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know your man had a wife. <laughs> I seen His experience, the Georgia women that he encountered, you know, they might not have given head. He might have been on the wrong side of the town. If we was talking with white women, <laughs> it'd be a whole different situation. A white woman gonna step there and support their man. Well, how you know? Have you dated yeah. all white women? No, I haven't dated. Okay, so women, you cannot I say. I could dance like Michael J. Son. <laughs> Getting a little lit. Um, <laughs> no, but you spill it. <laughs> shout out to Raph, man. Like, so I, I consider that like our brother podcast for Dial Five. He was in our studio uh, two weeks ago, and we had a great show. Raph's show is amazing. Can you blame me? Love it. Y'all definitely go and subscribe to him, man. And look, if y'all are not a member. Of the pod squad, mm. you are missing out. I'm telling you, every Saturday we have the pod squad roundtable discussion, and the, right. the, the pod squad admins we go live every Saturday and we talk about you know current topics, what's hot right now, what's going on, and all our admins come together. We all have our different perspectives. We all have our different personalities. Sometimes we agree. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes a debate might get heated, you yep. know, but it's it's all love. But man, it's so much entertainment up in there. So if you're not a member of the pod squad, you want to get in there. Even if you don't have a podcast, if you are an author, if you are a business owner, mm-hmm. or if you just have a message that you want to put out and you want to network with people who can put your message out there, you need to get in the pod squad. I'm telling you, and that's right. all I'm gonna say by that. Yeah, see, I'm sharing it to a couple different groups right now. So if y'all tired of people editing y'all posts, <laughs> whatever, telling y'all y'all can't say this and that. Yeah, yeah. Y'all come over to the pod squad. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing all in the video. <laughs> yes. So we are back. Um, second half, we're talking about these narcissist folks. So, Gator, have you had any personal experience with someone that you think was a narcissist? Uh, so I have like four right now. And uh, well, actually, you know what? I will say this. My my ex-wife definitely was that, you know, um, I was the the empathetic person Mm -hmm. for the majority of that relationship. 
Um, and until I found out that I was being, you know, being manipulated, and then I tried to, you know, get my groove back and tried to mandingo that thing. But, <laughs> you know, it was one of those scenarios where, you know, I didn't realize that I was being manipulated. One of the things, and it, it took my mom to, to actually explain it to me, because she was like, why are you always sorry? Mm. And I was like, what you mean? She's like, every time you come over here and tell me about an issue that you and, you know, you and your, your wife have, no matter what she did, you always want to apologize. Mm. Why is that? And I had to think about it. I was like, you know what? You're right, mom. Mm-hmm. This is this is this is not because there were certain things, especially a lot of our issues had to deal with finances. Mm, and I remember uh, that you remember that too. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I would be sitting there like, well, where did all this money go? Why perfect example of that, it was, you know, I was we were having an issue with IRS payments. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking I take I've taken care of all these things and I I'm putting all my money towards it. And then the IRS calls me and says, no, you haven't. We're about to garnish your wages. And I'm like, what is going on? I was giving her the money to do things, but she was taking the money and putting it on other stuff, Mm. shopping and doing all this kind of other stuff. And when I came at her about it and approached her, she made it like, okay, well, we had to live. We had to make sure we had this. We had to make sure we had that. I don't see why you coming down on me. You know, I mean, I, it's not my fault. I'm trying to make things better for us. You don't understand that. You don't better. And, and, and it became something where it was literally like, man, I'm sorry. I ain't mean to, you know, come <laughs> at you. And then I had to think about it like, wait a minute, why am I sorry? Right, right. <laughs> you know, right, because I'm the one who you got lied to. Right. You did something dishonest. I mean, right. If you was going to take the money and do something differently, that should have been discussed beforehand. You don't do that behind my back. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't know about it. I had no clue until, like I said, the IRS, you know, they don't play. <laughs> you no. know, you're taking um, uh, 15%. So, yeah. I'm like, what? Hold on. <laughs> wow. I want to address this comment that Zach made. Let's pull it up there. I have dealt Shout with someone. Zach. Thank you, Zach. I have dealt with someone who seemed clueless to the fact that they were exhibiting the behavior of a narcissist. In fact, most of their actions and words were rooted in the desire to be positive and helpful, but they were so self-absorbed in their own desires and mindset for things that they came off as emotionally overbearing. Mm. Right. Mm. And you know, he makes a good point with that because there's there are people, because we look at that word, narcissist, and we think of it in the the vein of it being strictly predatory. But mm-hmm. there are some people who are narcissists and don't even really know that they're that way. They're not really aware that they're being, they're, that their behavior is narcissistic. Mm-hmm. I think they call it um, vulnerable narcissism. Is mm-hmm. the term where it's like legit, they don't know, they're quiet, they're reserved, but they are manipulating things and not even aware that they're trying to manipulate things. Well, the the thing that I, I mean, I can't say 100% for all cases, but from everything that I've experienced and seen, I don't know 
one narcissistic person who ever admits any wrongdoing. Yeah. Right. And they they will never acknowledge that they need help. Right, right. All they do is once once you figure out what they're doing and who they are, they just move on. Right, to right. Somebody new, and then they start the cycle all over again. Exactly. So, so I don't see a desire in them to want to change it. Right, right. And not saying that they want to change the behavior. I think some of them just aren't aware that that's what they are like i'm a narcissist you know they're unaware because they don't think they're doing anything wrong everybody right. else is wrong i'm right. right you're wrong right right i'm 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 right about everything you know i, I those those are the ones who they're always the victim like mm -hmm. this relationship yeah it was their fault this relationship oh that was their fault this relationship oh that was their fault you mm -hmm. know never really being able to you know, hone in on what they did to cause issues. Now, this is one of the most ridiculous stories I could ever tell you about how much of a narcissist my ex-husband was. Wait, wait, y'all go get your popcorn. Hold on. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I told you before, it was like pulling teeth to even get him to want to like go do something together, go out on a date, plan a date, go do something. So I nagged and nagged and nagged, and we finally decided to go to the movies. Mm. And it was me and him. At that time, I had two kids. So it was me, him, our two kids, and his little brother on our way to the movie. And on the way to the movie, we got into a, a wreck. Somebody hit us. Oh, wow. And so after the car wreck, we, we didn't, we ended up not going to the movies. We turned around um, after, you know, we exchanged information with the police and everything. We went back home. He was so mad and upset that the truck had got damaged. He said it was my fault because if I wouldn't have nagged him, and made him agree to go to the movies. Really? The truck wouldn't have got uh, <sighs> in a wreck. That's yeah. ridiculous. See, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. Yeah. And people like that, there's, I don't want to say there's no helping. Mm. I'll say that's a very difficult scenario to approach somebody and say hey look you got a problem because they'll never admit that they have an issue he mm -hmm. probably would never admit that what he said what he did was wrong at mm -hmm. all you know and for, for you for all of you out there who if you recognize that you are in a narcissistic relationship and you want to get out it's 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 a uh it's a method to that Mm -hmm. you can't just leave them cold turkey no. because there's going to be some problems. The, these are the kind of relationships that end up becoming stalker situations. Yes. <laughs> because a narcissist is not going to take you leaving them. They get to choose when the relationship is over, not you. Right. 
And so if you decide that you want to leave them, there's going to be some, there's going to be some fallout after that. Um, my situation was I couldn't get, I, he refused, he refused to give me a divorce. Mm. I had to do it the hard way. And to this day, this is another thing that'll let you know if a narcissist is really a narcissist. And this is how I know. <laughs> Even when the relationship is over, they will never leave you alone. They will always like to the point now where my kids are, my kids are at the age where me and him really don't have to have any kind of conversations because the mm -hmm. kids are old enough that they can talk to him on their own. But what he tried to do was, use the kids as a gateway to be mm -hmm. able to have communication with me. And what I realized with that is that there can be absolutely no communication between us because anytime we have any kind of communication, it always leads back to, I'm going to get you back. Right, right. And then I think that's <laughs> one of those big things with a narcissist too. And you brought up the kids in that scenario. Don't think that all of their behavior is going to be directly pushed towards you. They may go to family members and they may go to kids and everything and try to manipulate them all to get that energy from you. You mm -hmm. know, they try to control the narrative is mm -hmm. basically what it is. Mm -hmm. And so I tried to have like communication with him because he wanted to talk to me about something with our son one time. And every conversation always leads back into you still my wife and I'm going to get you mm -hmm. back one day. And it's like, look, if we can't have a conversation without it going there, then we will not speak at all because that's that there. That's never going to happen again in life in the next life and the next life, sir. So please right. let's not even go there. If we can't talk without you taking it there, then we can't talk at all. And it's and and narcissists will get to the point where when you reject them, they get angry. Mm -hmm. So it's to the point now that since I don't feed into it, he just he hate me. He hates me because I don't feed into the foolishness, like we don't have to like, it's just crazy to me. Like we can't talk about our kids as two parents without you talking about, mm. oh, you still look good. Oh, <laughs> you gonna always be my wife. Just wait, I'm gonna get you back. Right, right, right. Oh, sir, you, mm -mm, you, you, Ah, uh, ugh! You disgust me. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what? I mean, that's but but that's one of those things. Like again, it's a manipulation thing. You know, it's like mm -hmm. okay, well, you know, I'm going to take advantage of what might be some ties that we have in order to try to still keep you on that tether. So mm -hmm. you know, try to pull you in when I get the opportunity. Mm-hmm. They're always throwing little baits and little little strings out there to see if you're going to pull, if you're going to bite. You know, it, it's, can I still get some kind of reaction out of her over here right. and reaction out of her over there? 
No, sir. It's totally dry over here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing biting. Ain't nothing swimming. Exactly. Exactly. They will also play these mind games on you. Like, I remember an incident where it was already an issue that some nights you don't come home and I don't know where you've been. And so when we argue about that, and then when you're getting ready to leave the house, you tell me, I'm going to my other woman house tonight. I'll be back tomorrow. Really? <laughs> and then and then when I get mad about it, <laughs> girl, you know I'm just playing with you. Really? So <laughs> but but in reality, that's what you really was doing. Right. Right. Just so it's like it's like right. It's like, <laughs> so are you joking? Are you for real? Should I believe you? And you're always on this teeter-totter on edge. You never know what to believe. And I just don't understand how I let myself go through that that long. But that's that's part of the, the methodology of a narcissist, though. They want to keep you off balance. They always want to keep it to where you're not sure of what exactly is happening. You know, what's real and what's not real. Exactly. Because, you know, you can manipulate somebody if they don't know for a fact that you're cheating or they don't mm -hmm. know for a fact that you, you know, are trying to manipulate them. Like in my in my marriage, I didn't know what was happening with the money. I didn't know exactly what was going on, you know. Mm -hmm. and, but when I started to kind of dig and find out, that's when. The, the 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 house of cards kind of started tumbling down and that's when i started getting the the anger i started getting the lash outs you know mm -hmm. there was an incident literally where she got upset because um i washed one of her favorite shirts which was like a two dollar shirt from like rainbow or something but i washed <laughs> one of my favorite shirts in a um in the wrong thing and i didn't even see the shirt because it was so small mm -hmm. i didn't see the shirt but it was why, and she took out the anger and blamed me for the situation with the car note and all that. I'm like, well, wait a minute. What the car note got to do with the shirt? Mm. What is, <laughs> you know? But it was always, like I say, it was always that state of manipulation. Mm -hmm. And when I found out, I was like, you know what? Uh, I can't do it. Yeah, Kajafa, I you're right. They want to keep you off balance and confused. Yeah. And so you don't even trust your own thoughts and your own common sense anymore because they make you feel like you, you're imagining things. Right, right. Definitely. And Chantra, what's going on? I think that's a Chantra. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. in the pod squad too. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you, you're right. They they definitely want to just they, they they want to keep you off balance. They want they because you know they could they could they could guide you to any direction they want to if you don't know where you're going if you don't have a solid foot to stand on or they make you believe you don't have a solid foot to stand on. I remember you told me a story one time before about you know pulling uh, phone records mm -hmm. for you know from you had to pull phone records from yours because it was like well wait a minute you know. Uh, <laughs> 
you know, oh no, I'm not calling this person. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. But I had concrete evidence. But he still tried to manipulate the situation. It did <laughs> not matter what kind of proof I had. Right. He was still going to lie out of it. I remember um, me and a me and an ex friend of mine, a girlfriend, when we were talking about this one time she she was talking about her marriage and how she actually walked up and and saw her husband standing on the porch hugging another woman and he told her it wasn't him what she said we argued about that so long till finally I I started to believe maybe it wasn't him. <laughs> That's how they work. You know, Shaggy made a song about that some years ago. <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> right. It wasn't me. I caught you in the shower. It wasn't me. <laughs> right. I'm telling y'all, this is not nothing to play with, especially if you're in a if you're in a state of mind where you're not you're not sure of yourself and you don't have, you know, you're not really confident in your own self-worth and and um you you know, you don't have your own standards, these kind of people can take you through the ringer and back again. For years and years before you even realize what's been going on with you. Right. So, and I think the key word with that is knowing your self-worth. Right. Once you know what your self-worth is, then it's going to be a lot easier for you to identify narcissistic behaviors. Right. You know, because you don't know what your self-worth is then these people can lead you on that merry-go-round like he sweat. Yeah. The you thing know? about it, you have to be in tune with your 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 own soul and your discernment. Mm-hmm. When it don't feel right, it's not right. When you feel like you're losing yourself, right. when you feel like you know you're losing your mind, when you feel like the person you're with is just constantly taken and taken and taken. And you don't feel any, you don't feel anything that's being given back. And you feel like you're always on the end of, you know, the blame you feel like, you know, you're always chasing their love and their validation. And the relationship revolves totally around them and how you can accommodate them. That's not how that's supposed to be. Right. I mean, one of the one of the one of the things that you can kind of kind of gauge something like that by is if you feel like you're drained all mm-hmm. the time. Like if you mm-hmm. feel like you're just drained from this relationship, start thinking about why do I feel like I'm so drained? Mm-hmm. You know, is it because I'm trying to like uh, is because my energy is going towards all the desires and the wants and the controlling nature of the person that I'm with? And the relationship isn't supposed to make you feel like, you know, you're drained. It isn't supposed to make you feel tired, you know. Right. Um, and if you're in a relationship where you feel drained, 
then maybe you do need to evaluate that and say, you know what, I need to make sure that I'm conserving my own energy by not mm -hmm. giving so much to this person. Maybe I don't need to be in this situation. Right. And if you notice that you're in this relationship, all of your other relationships with friends and family have fallen to the wayside. You've 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 completely isolated mm, yourself yeah. from all friends and family. Um, your your partner doesn't like your mom, doesn't like your sister. He got something negative to say about everybody that loves and cares about you. And he's actually isolated you from all of those people. You, you, you probably dealing with a narcissist. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially if your mom and your sister and them is okay. Now, I, I've been in situations before where moms and sister was narcissists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, now, so, there's yeah. no limitation. There's no limitation on who can be a narcissist in your life. Some people have parents. Narcissistic yeah. Parents. Um, yeah. Siblings. Co-workers. Yeah. It's is they're everywhere. They're right. everywhere. They can get their supply from anybody. Right, right, right. But when you That's feel hard. like you're in a situation where you're dealing with somebody, they it doesn't feel like an actual relationship. It feels more like an exchange. Right. That right, that like that's not how a relationship is supposed to be. That's how narcissists operate. Right. I'm just here for the visuals, basically. Like, I'm just mm -hmm. here to say I got a man. I'm just here to say I got a girlfriend. You mm -hmm. know, I'm not happy. I'm not smiling. I'm not, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm not, you know, getting any type of nurturing, no type of real benefit from being in this relationship other than, oh, I got a boyfriend or oh, I got a girlfriend. Yeah, it's time to reevaluate. Right. You'll see situations where a guy, he goes for the really very physically attractive woman because it mm -hmm. looks good to the world to the outside world right but behind closed doors he's always talking down on her bringing down her self-esteem so she doesn't get too above herself right so she will stick around with him because he knows if she really understands her worth and sees him for who he really is she wouldn't stick around Right. Or and I've seen the opposite of this happen where you you have with with a guy, they find this beautiful woman and she's just just this, this, this. And she feeds off of people putting her on that pedestal. And mm -hmm. she knows that this guy, you know, he ain't he don't deserve me anyway. And he just like, oh, I got to stay with her. I got to do that. And he allows himself to get manipulated into certain situations. Mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 when I was in my younger years, I think I told a story uh, a while back about a girl that I dated who was like, oh, wow, she's just like, you know, model level. Mm -hmm. And she made sure that I knew that she was model level. <laughs> As a matter of fact, she made sure that I did everything. I was like maybe like 18. Yeah. Maybe 19. And she was a little older than me. She was like maybe two, three years older than me. But she knew she had found herself. And knew that yeah. I was going to do everything that she, <laughs> that she wanted me to do, and I was just and and I, I felt so like man, she's so beautiful, but I feel like I'm just man, I feel so drained, and that's where I get that from. Like I felt like being in a relationship with her was a job. Yeah, 
Like, you, I couldn't have two of these. I can't have a full-time job and be in a relationship with her. You was actually, <laughs> you wasn't in a relationship with her. You worked for her. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I was under her employ. And, yeah. and, and that's exactly what it felt like. And it just got to a point where I was like, I don't care how beautiful you is. I, you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had to kind of rediscover my own self-worth. Right. You know, at some point. What I think sometimes it gets to a point where it's like a life or death situation and you kick into survival mode. You got I, to. I kicked into survival mode because I was getting to the point where I was losing my mind. I was thinking about drastic measures to get out of the relationship. And it's like, I'm thinking about doing stuff that could get me in trouble. I got to get out of here, mm-hmm. you know, That's because <laughs> I'm going to lose my life. I'm going to lose my freedom. Exactly. The, the day that I was up there bringing her cocaine was the day I said, you know what? Whoa. This might Whoa. not be a good to- I think that's a story had, for another time. Yeah, you had to hit rock bottom on that one. <laughs> right. Look, that's a story for another time. <laughs> well, I thank everybody for rocking with us tonight. I am so excited about the engagement that we got. This is what I be looking forward to. Right, the right, right. The, uh, the comments, um, the feedback. That's what makes this all worth it. And what is that you uh pouring up over there? Okay, so you made me think about it earlier when you was like, you know, the drinking and the bottle on the dresser or whatever. I forgot that I was, you know, finishing up my my bud like platinum. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> well, yeah, look, look, I, at least I didn't pull the tequila out. We- <laughs> A moment of silence. <laughs> we gonna pray for Gator. <laughs> uh, hey, look. And, 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 and a lot of y'all who don't know, so my my usual ritual is I go and I get me a cup of coffee before the show, and I have um, I use this coffee called Death Wish Coffee, like legit has a skull and crossbones on it. So it has like four times the regular amount of caffeine than regular coffee does. It's made from robusta beans instead of arabica beans, like regular coffee. Um, I don't understand. What are you doing? Like you want to take your, you want to take yourself up and then bring yourself back down? Or you right? So that's what? that's that's basically what it is. So then I also have my tequila. I have a couple shots that I usually do it at uh, in the middle of middle of the show. Um, and then I usually that's so I can keep that sustained momentum. It's about the sustained momentum. And then you know every once in a while I'll have a little beer or whatever. Now this is only because I didn't have anything cold in the fridge. Normally I have water, but I got to get a new pure filter. So yeah. Mm. So if you guys <laughs> if you guys want to know more about narcissists and narcissistic abuse and some resources. The website that I got this information from, it was www.meridian-counseling.com. You can go to that website and type in um, narcissistic abuse or narcissism and just read up on it. Because if if this sounds like something that you're experiencing currently. um, Right. 
you know, check it out. It, it it might be, it might not be, but it don't hurt to check it out because if you're in a situation where you feel like, you know, this relationship is draining me, is 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 getting me to the point where I don't know if I'm up or down, right or left. Right. Do do some about. It. I mean, because I didn't have this kind of stuff available to me back then. I didn't have people actually talking out loud about this type of stuff. I didn't right. have people actually being transparent and talking about their own experience with this kind of stuff, because that might have rung a bell for me back then where right. I would have been like, wait a minute. That's what I'm going through right now. So you say he doing what now? You say that's called right. what? Right. You what called? So you saying I'm getting abused and I didn't know I'm getting abused. <laughs> right. Right. And, and and if you don't really if, if you're one of those people who, you know, you want to listen to it or whatever, uh, Med Circle, actually, uh, the YouTube channel Med Circle has a great series on narcissistic behavior. Um, Dr. Ravina Dursula actually mm-hmm. has a but so if you if you type in in youtube med circle uh, they have a playlist for narcissistic behavior and things like that she's got a bunch of papers that she wrote and she's got like i think like four different interviews in that series where you mm-hmm. can listen to even uh, uh one particular um video where she talks about how to identify if you're dating a narcissist which mm-hmm. could come in handy for people yes because they're out there y'all I just, you know, I don't, I, I'm, I believe in God and I don't, I'm not super religious, but I believe in God and I believe in a relationship with God. And Mm -hmm. I believe that narcissism is a spiritual attack. I believe Mm -hmm. that it's a, it's a demonic force. And I believe that you can become a prey. You can become a real victim to it if you know you're just because I'm a, I'm what you call an empath, and so empaths mm-hmm. are prime meat for narcissism. Yeah, exactly. We are so empathetic towards people. We feel for other people when when someone else is in pain. We feel their pain, and we want to help. Yeah. We want to heal. We want to fix people. And right. when a narcissist notice that and hone in on that, they can manipulate that so good. And it takes an empath a long time to really figure oh. what out what's really going on. Right. So right. That's why I didn't know because I thought maybe I just don't know how to be in a relationship with a man. Maybe I just need to trust more. Maybe I'm just paranoid. Maybe it's me. I didn't know I was being manipulated. Right, exactly. And that's why I was saying earlier in the episode, it's like there are two sides to the coin. You know, you have narcissists on one side and empathic people on the other side of that, that don't, you know, that they, they're basically the main prey of a narcissist. Now, we didn't get into this as much, but I think it's important to note as well that, yeah, some people don't really realize that they are exhibiting predatory behavior. And I think uh, Dr. Darfazula talks about that on that um, on that clip that I was talking about earlier. Some of these people are out there being predatory and have no idea how predatory they are and how, you know, 
like sour of a mentality they have. So, mm -hmm. you know, they may think that they're completely in the right. And most narcissists think that they're the hero of their own story, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's best to self-guard against that. Guys, you know, look up the information, read the information. You know, a lot of y'all have gone through. I see Shaka talking about that right now. You know, I mean, you know, that's yeah. something that she's been through. And a lot of the people that we, we talk to on a daily basis go through these things, you know, just, just learn to recognize and, you know, try to get out of those situations if you're in them. And if you are somebody who realizes, wait a minute, I am exhibiting a lot of these narcissistic behaviors, you can get help. You can right. try to turn that tide and become not so, you know, narcissistic, you know. So, I mean, yeah, definitely look up all this information, research yourself, learn yourself. <laughs> yeah, Shaka, you're right. They they make themselves the victim and everybody right. else, everybody else is doing something to them. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. they're they're not doing anything wrong. And and mm -hmm. you know, I just if they're not gonna, I'm this type of person, I can forgive anybody who acknowledges and says, right. I know what I did to you was wrong. I am so sorry. I would definitely try to do better next time. But mm -hmm. a narcissist will never say those words nope. because they don't believe they're wrong. And I cannot deal with a person who will not take acknowledgement for when they do something to me. So you right. just have to stay far away from me. Just stay away right. from me. It's a hell of a job for a narcissist to fix themselves. Or mm -hmm. to fix the narcissist. You know, a lot of these, uh, we, we talk about that all the time where a lot of women try to change men into what they want them to be. A lot of these men that y'all are talking about are narcissists, like the, like like your ex, mm -hmm. where it's like you're not gonna change who he is. No, you know, so I mean you you recognize what's going on and then you say, you know what, I need to go over here. If you gotta fix yourself, fix yourself on your own, but I need to be. <laughs> on the other side of the room. <laughs> You're right, Shaka, because I've been through that before. They they say what they think yep. you want to hear. Right. I'm going to do better. I'm going to stop. I'm going to change. And, and it's temporary. And it's only to get you, reel you back in. Yep. And then they do the same thing over again. And then you know what they have the audacity to say? Well, you knew what I You knew how I was. You knew, you knew what was going on. Yep. You knew how I was. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you you don't you you about to bring the crazy out. Right, but you know what? There are so many women who are who feed into that. Mm -hmm. And there's so many women because we did talk like uh, like I was talking about just a little while ago. They they find these quote unquote bad boys and all this kind of stuff, and they you know they get that thrown right back at them. Well, you knew what I was. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, okay. And they just go right back into it. Mm -hmm. You know, the main thing, know your self-worth. You know, and once you get your self-worth together, like Erica said earlier with the discernment, that's going to give you that discernment. You know what? I don't need to be going through this. Right. You know? Yep. I don't deserve this. I just, right. when I got to the point where I'm not about to lose my freedom, I'm not about to go to jail over this dude. And I I got to get out of here. I got to get out right. of here. 
Because right. you know, I'm starting to fantasize about doing things to you, and it's in 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 in. And if I keep on, if I keep on fantasizing, I'm gonna make this thing come true. And Erica in her past days was crazy. <laughs> oh, y'all, mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't talk about lighting people's cars on fire, y'all. <laughs> hey, oh, no, no, I ain't like no cars on fire because I, I, I'm not gonna poof blow myself up. <laughs> no, not doing that. <laughs> All right. Thank y'all for tuning in. I enjoyed y'all so much and I hope y'all got some um, valuable information out of this because if you got a narcissist, whoo, honey, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Right. Shock, I'm praying for you. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, uh oh, what she said. <laughs> and <laughs> you right, Shaka. And I yeah. I can't I can't let nobody, you know, push me there. It's, it's, it's time to move to another state if you get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> How's Alaska looking these days? <laughs> For real. Exactly. Good night, y'all. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> this segment is brought to you by Maps Media, the next best podcast competition. This is an elimination podcast competition that will crown the audience's favorite podcast. So please make sure you follow us at Dope Discussions underscore pod on Instagram so you can vote for our segment starting Monday. Tell y'all, we'll tell y'all, but it's gonna be between me and you, between us that's listening. <laughs> so don't tell nobody I, else. Right, don't tell nobody else. So I um I was dating this girl. This was now let me let me preface this by saying this was back in my younger days. <laughs> you know, when I was a young spry individual. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so you know, I was dating this girl. We were dating probably for maybe about maybe about three months or so. And I really liked her. She she seemed to really like me. We was really real cool. So mm-hmm. I don't know how the whole like conversation about like handcuffs and dominatrix type stuff and all that came to play. You know, but I was like, look. The handcuffs and all that, nah, we ain't gonna do that. But slowly but surely, she started wearing me down. And I was like, okay, so tell you what, we're not gonna do the whips, because that's gonna bring me back, you know what I'm saying, to some memories of my ancestors while I'm sitting there. Yeah. We can't do that. <laughs> but we can do the handcuff thing. Let's we'll do the handcuffs. Okay. So she's so she's so happy, so excited about it. And you know, she's a real cute girl. So I'm like, okay, you know, it's cute to see her smiling and all that. I'm so happy for her. Okay. So <laughs> we get to the hotel. We met the been at the hotel. And you know, I handcuffed her and everything, and, and she seemed to be cool with it. I'm like, okay, great. So she's like, it's your turn. I was like, okay. I guess I'll go ahead and put these handcuffs on. So <laughs> She literally puts me on the hand, you know, handcuffs me to the bed. And then she like took my clothes, picked my clothes up. And I'm like, what you doing? She's like, I'll see you later. And like walked out with my clothes and everything. It left me 
laying on the bed, handcuffed to the bed, spread eagle, butt naked, with nothing on. <laughs> I didn't say butt naked. I say butt naked with nothing on. <laughs> so I'm at this point, I don't have no access to my phone. I ain't talking because I think I'm, I'm just laying there. And I'm like, please, somebody help me. You know, so about nine o'clock in the morning comes and the, the, the staff come in there and they cleaning up. And the maid come in there and she look and she say, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So she, she, instead of her going to go get help, she going to run, go get the other maid from down the hall. Come here, girl. Look. And they both come in there. So then they call their other friend on the cell phone. Girl, you feel come down here? Look who's over here at 821. He got somebody nailed, uh, locked up to the bed. I'm so embarrassed <laughs> at this point. So then, fellas, y'all know what happens. Like in the morning, a lot of times you got to go pee, you got to use bathroom, something like that. In the morning, you have that early, you know, so I'm looking like I'm giving the uppercut up in there, laid out chained to the bed, and they just steady looking. So then the janitor finally comes in. Now, this this is like five people in the room at this point because they didn't call wow. the master. He coming too. You know, wow. <laughs> she wanted to see what's going on. So the janitor, he was nice enough to cover me up at least while he was working on getting my cuffs off. I was like, thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, she she legit like left me. And that, and that was just her being petty because I told her that, you know, I wasn't going to do all this stuff that she wanted to do. You know, I just wanted to have like a, you know, a you know different type of sex life. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. <laughs> so then, you know, of course, I ain't got no clothes. I got to call my friend who has to figure out a way to go to my mama and say, George needs some clothes because... <laughs> Um, so we made up that I went swimming. I had fell in the pool and I ain't had no clothes. And, and he really had to come pick him up because he was the only one. He was he was closer. That was the only thing I could think of at the time. But yeah, wow. when I talked to her, she was like, Well, yeah, I mean your clothes was in the washroom at the uh at the hotel. I was like, Okay, so so thanks for telling me this later, but um wow. why you did that? She was like, and, and this was the <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like, first of all, don't you should never. That should never be the first words come out your mouth if you do something like that to somebody. I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you have been planning this, you know. And wow. if you didn't know, you got worse problems than I thought you did. But, but yeah. So that was, that was my yeah. my yeah. She got me. That was pettiness. That was real petty. Yeah. That was petty because she wanted to do some stuff that I ain't want to really get into. Into in you know mm -mm, no, and I still ain't gonna get into it now because now I'm scarred. I, <laughs> I, I, man, if I was you and somebody come come near me with some handcuffs, I'll have I'll be all chewed. I'll lose my mind. Right, right, right. Look, I, you ain't putting no handcuffs on me for real. <laughs> it ain't happening. No, shoot. I don't even like putting my hands together. No, no, no. I ain't even gonna put your hands together for no. <laughs> you ain't about to strap me down. Mm -mm. That was messed up. Yeah. Now, this, see, this it seems is my like last I had, 
Wait, 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 wait. See, like I didn't have no petty stuff happen to me. That's this, what I'm saying. That's why, I, <laughs> that's why I wanted to tell that. I wanted you to tell that story because I think women, women, you see, y'all can start it, but y'all can't. Yeah, apparently we can't. <laughs> apparently we can't. Look, I gotta find. You know what? I ain't talked to that girl in about twenty years, but now I'm having flashbacks. I'm gonna have to look. Let me sit you down and really ask you some questions about that night because it was just a night to you, but it was a lifetime for me. 